everyone, and welcome to the Scott Stemmon Podcast. Uh, my name is Scott, and today I want to kind of talk a little bit about uh, the coronavirus and what's happening in our world today. And it seems like, you know, everywhere I turn to, everywhere I look, we have people who are genuinely afraid of what's happening here and are worried and are locking themselves in their homes. They're out buying bunch of packages of toilet paper, uh, you know, they're basically trying to stay safe because they don't want to be infected by this uh, virus. And then there's other people who are saying, oh, this is just fake news. It's nothing to worry about. More people die of the flu than of this. You know, you guys are being ridiculous. It's stupid that, you know, the NBA canceled their season or this or the schools are now moving to an online only program for a couple of weeks. And, and all this stuff. And I I look at kind of what's happening. And I can only speak for myself because as a, uh, as a pastor of a church, you know, we're kind of being very proactive too as far as what we're going to do. Um, and even since where we live in our community, uh, there hasn't been an outbreak. There hasn't been anything uh, reported in our area or even, even uh, anything suspect in our area of Augusta County in Virginia. And um, so with that being said, it's like, okay, you know, sent a letter and contacted my church and was just like, hey, we're aware of it. We're monitoring it. We're, here's kind of what we're being, here's how we're being proactive. We are still having services. If you're sick, even if you think that you have a cold or if you have allergies, stay at home. Um you know, make sure you're washing your hands. We're up. We're making sure our sanitized units that are throughout the church by the bathrooms. You know, we're making sure that there's new batteries in there. If make sure that those are working properly. Um, you know, usually in our church service, we kind of have like a greeting time where people can walk around and greet one another. We're kind of suspending that. Um, you know, so it's just like a little practical things and then just kind of looking and things in the horizon you know if we do have an outbreak in our area what's the next steps what are some things we can do you know do we do we cancel services and then just have online only services do we have people send in uh send in their tithe checks or do we try to find a way to do online giving to kind of make sure that bills are being paid you know there's there's a lot of things that you know me as a pastor and and even my elder board and my church is doing to kind of be proactive about it but the one thing that we're not doing is we're not fear-mongering and we're not being in a way we're not kind of being disrespectful or kind of turning our eye, rolling our eyes or turning our nose to people who do have concerns or people who don't have concerns. Um, you know, I think that, you know, in our current world today, there's a lot of blame. There's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fear mongering sometimes that's going on to try to elicit people to, have some sort of response to do things, uh, you know, just the other day. And I, I mean, this is kind of me being bad um, as a bad parenting thing, but I was being frustrated with my son and he wasn't getting ready for school. And I told him repeatedly, you know, socks, shoes, brush your teeth. So eventually I said, hey, socks, shoes, brush your teeth. I'm all ready to go. So I'm going to 
put your stuff in the car. I'm going to pack your lunch. But once I get in the car, if you're not ready, I have stuff to do. I'm going to leave without you. And of course, you know, that induced panic into my son. He's like, oh, no, daddy, no, daddy. And so anytime when you hear the door open, even though I'm just putting like my computer bag in there or I'm putting his book bag in there. And again, in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm not going to abandon my kid. But for him, every time he heard that door, there's a panic. He's like, no, daddy, no, wait, wait, wait. And, you know, it ended up causing a mess. And I said, well, you know, say goodbye to your mom. Well, I didn't know that, you know, his mother was using the restroom. So he barges in on her while she's going to the restroom. And then I'm getting yelled at. And it was just one of those things where, you know, how the fear of me leaving without him really just kind of caused him into this panic. And it kind of not only made his life miserable, but it in a way made my wife's, my, my wife, it started making other people around him all anxious and miserable. And I kind of realized that, you know, this is not a very good parenting tactic. And, you know, I apologized to him and kind of reassured him that I never was going to leave him. And, you know, and then, you know, and how I was sorry. And, um, you know, I think about that and I go, you know, there's sometimes where we have to do things out of love. And I mean, even, even the other day, um, our local newspaper said that, Oh, one of, a, I think it's the Sentara, like one of the Sentara hospitals, uh, one of the patients at a Sentara hospital had confirmed for, um, the coronavirus. Well, there's a Sentara hospital 30 minutes away from us, but everything was behind a paywall and they kind of didn't say, Hey, it's not, it's not here in our community. It's not here in our county. When someone asked them, the paper replied, and they're just like, you got to read the article to find out. And it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, something that's kind of scaring people and people have the right to know, like, what's going on. It's probably not the best idea to, A, use that story as a premium content that you have to be a paid subscriber to access it. And B, when someone asks you a question and you do respond, you could have not said anything, but when you do respond, it's like, well, it could be, or you got to pay to find out. Like to me, that's kind of, and I know, and you know, and I'm not going to be judgy upon our newspaper um, because again, they're trying to make money. And I understand having a sister-in-law who's a news reporter, you know, prints, you know, especially printed newspapers, they're getting thinner and thinner as age goes on. It's kind of almost a dying profession. It doesn't help when people are claiming, oh, this is fake news and people no longer trust the news. So they're no longer buying papers because they don't trust them. That kind of makes things worse. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to put food on their table. They're trying to pay their bills just like anyone else is doing. Uh, It just seemed like the content was wrong and especially uh, certain things and especially big news stories, you know, you want people to pay for it. So it makes sense to put it behind a paywall. Um, But I look at the scriptures and, you know, I think about what Jesus says, and I think it's in John uh, 4, John 4, where Jesus says, you know, that he will that he will be our peace, that he will give us peace and that the peace that he gives isn't like the world's peace and you know, when I think about that verse, and I'm probably paraphrasing it, so I do apologize, but when I think about that verse, I think about it how, you know, 
my peace is in Jesus. And what does that mean? Well, I think back to other things that Jesus has said, um, where, you know, he says, you know, do not worry about tomorrow for today has enough troubles of its own. And to me, it's like, okay, you know, right now, the only thing I can do is what I'm doing right now in the present. I can't be, I can't let the fear of what might happen disable me from doing my job, um, disable me from being there for my family, but most importantly, disable me from being a a believer in Christ, a follower of Christ, and kind of doing his will. Um, and I know if and if things if we have more of an outbreak, if there's a bunch of cases that are popping up in our area, then you know I will get to the point where then I will make decisions for what's best for me, for my health, what's best for my families, and what's best for my congregation's health. But the way I act with it is I'm not going to say we're all going to die. I'm not going to, and I'm not going to dismiss the claims of people who are are genuinely scared about what's happening. You know we have to work in a way that's always going to bring peace. And always promote love. And even I think about, you know, that we serve a God of love and not a God of fear. And that perfect love drives out fear. And I think, you know, the idea is is that if we are able to, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a crisis, if we're able to stay calm, stay diligent, be able to effectively say, this is what we need to do. Here's how we're going to tackle these things. And but at the same time, you know, let's use common sense. If you're sick, don't show up. If you go to the bathroom, wash your hands, uh, use sanitizer um, and, you know, respect people's boundaries. Maybe you might want to hug your friend at church, but at that moment, they probably may be scared and they may not want hugs. And again, you don't want people to just be like bumping fists or rubbing elbows because they don't want to shake hands, you know, then don't, you know, you know, respect the person's respect a person's boundaries, but, you know, there's no need for us to shut everything down and hide in our homes until everything gets better. Because again, you know, we, we may, we may not, things may not get better. Things may not get, uh, things may get worse. We don't know. All we can do is just live for the day with the information we have and go from there. And it kind of reminds me of a couple years ago where, um, I was going a couple of years ago where, uh, you know, me and my wife were taking our son to Florida and we were, um, and at this time, you know, there was great fear about the uh, Zika uh, virus that was going around that was being transmitted by mosquitoes. And especially uh, down in Florida, because we were going to Disney down in Florida, uh, there were some big concerns. And we even talked about, well, do we cancel our trip? Do we go? Do we not go? And I remember... And, and the main reason why is because Laura and I were thinking about planning on having um, another child, which we did. We had our daughter, Lizzie. But, of course, from those of you who don't remember, uh, if you did have the Zika virus, it would it could make you infertile as a man. You, you could be you could struggle with infertility. And the other thing is, is if you are pregnant and you do have this virus, then, you know, it could cause damage to your child and to your baby. So there was a big panic and it was like, well, do we even go on this trip? And we decided we do and everything was fine. You know, we made sure we had bug spray. We're spraying bug spray every time we were going out, making sure. And of course, you know, Disney and their hotel policies, they put out a disclaimer on the things that they're doing too to kind of counteract it. Um, So now, you know, almost three years later, we're making another trip down to Disney. And, you know, the same question, do we 
do we go down to Disney? We're going to be in a crowded place with crowded people. Um, I know there's a more higher risk um, of coronavirus in Florida than it is here in Virginia. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, what do we do? And I think overall, you know, my thing is like, well, let's still go, you know, because we don't know if it's going to get worse or better. I mean, and especially if Disney's saying, hey, things are pretty bad down here and they want to give us refunds or they're saying, well, we can't give you refunds, but we will credit your account so then you can get tickets or for the, you know, next time you come down, then we'll go that route. But at the same time, there's no need to cancel anything. Let's just go. Let's enjoy our family vacation and when we get closer if things change then we'll we'll change accordingly so again you know my philosophy is is that you know always be respectful to people always operate out of love and again you know just take things day by day don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough troubles of its own all right guys again thank you so much for listening to me i appreciate all of my listeners again if this is your first time listener please subscribe uh if you're listening you can subscribe to this channel on on our on my youtube site uh, if you're listening to it on um, any type of podcasting site apple music spotify uh google play uh, wherever you're listening to podcasts feel free to like subscribe share give a review uh the just kind of you know, anything will can that help. And again, I appreciate my listeners. I hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.